Hi and welcome to The Inner Work, the podcast with me, Steve Barker. Let's explore and unpack the inner workings of our subconscious and conscious minds, where we will dive deep into our inner world, where we will create space by giving ourselves permission to press the pause button on life. Let's share this journey together as we discover what makes us tick, seeking out new perspective, insights and strategies that will make our lives easier and our relationships even more meaningful and fulfilling. Join me now as we journey through the amazing world of human behavior. Let's bring some curiosity, wonderment, and a massive dose of fun and unlock our hidden potential for exploring this inner work. Hi, thank you very much for joining me. Here we are, episode 14 of The Inner Work, the podcast with me, Steve Barker. How are you? I hope that wherever you are in the world, whatever you are doing, that you've had a good week and that things are traveling well for you. I also trust that these uh, mini podcasts, these little insights, these snippets, these these tidbits are starting to come together and starting to layer on top of each other. And you're starting to understand what the inner work is about, because really the inner work is all about being able to understand ourselves, to be able to decode or unlock what is going on in our minds. And it's only when we have understanding that we can create choice points or perspectives. And once we've created those choice points and perspectives, that's when we can really start to have control about how we think, how we feel, how we we behave, the attitudes, the mindset, the actions that we take, which then ultimately impact our our day-to-day life and we can live congruently in a style that's going to meet our own needs. Now, your needs are going to be completely different to mine. So, look, I trust that this is helping you. And if it is, I would love to hear from you, um, you know, either through a, a Google review or a uh, iTunes review um, or even popping onto my Facebook page, I Am Enough Coaching. So let's talk about unpacking emotions because... In the last one, number 13, we talked about the sushi train of thoughts. And that was how we can start to be mindful of our thoughts and how we can select them to get the the best outcome for ourselves. But, you know, that then leads on to emotions. What's what's happening the next layer down? What's happening within us? And what I would like to do today is just unpack a little bit around emotions. Not too much, because this is a massive topic. You know, when I'm when I'm working with my clients, uh, especially through my True You program, and we, we get towards the emotional emotional fitness or emotional intimacy part of the, the workshop, this is a, an element that probably takes about four or five sessions to get through. And each session is between an hour and two hours. So it's up to 10 hours of work. So <laughs> I'm not going to get through all of this. But what I want to do is just give you a little flavor, a little bit of an insight so that you can start to Think about it and go, ah, yeah, okay. Because emotions really are what we are. It's our it's our compass. It's how we feel. It, it's it's what drives us. It's you know if 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 we're feeling down and not with it or uninspired or you know just blah, then we we tend not to do too much. We become lethargic. We become oh, yeah, I can't be bothered, um, and we don't achieve much. 
and you know that emotional compass it it, it steers us in the, in the direction and if we get stuck in a in a rut or we get emotionally addicted to a certain emotion and we can do that then that becomes our our temperance our being and um it also becomes our identity and that's a completely different um kettle of fish so let's just have a look at emotions now i think when I started to dig deep into emotions, and I did this because I'd been diagnosed with cumulative post-traumatic stress disorder, which was basically <laughs> not understanding and not being able to deal with emotions. And um, I, I would basically just throw them over my shoulder because I didn't understand them. I didn't get it. And that's the concept of the inner work is to be able to share insights so that we can understand. Because as I said at the start, when we understand, <clears throat> we, have, we can create perspectives. We have choice. And um, that's the whole purpose. So I, I wanted to understand emotions because my counsellors and my psychologists just wanted to give me drugs. They were like, have some meds, that'll sort you out. I was like, no way, I'm not doing meds. I don't want meds. Um, just just help me understand what's going on. <clears throat> so let's think about how the brain is developed when we're in our mum's tum. Now, I'm not a brain scientist. This is a very, very, very basic overview. But it grows like an onion. And there's four main layers to the brain, four main layers to this onion. And the first one is our brainstem. Now, our brainstem is responsible for everything about us. It keeps us alive. You know, combine that with the next layer, the midbrain, and the two together will do all of the things that we don't even think about, like the transfer of oxygen from our lungs to our blood, the breaking down of food into energy and waste, um, focusing, listening, hair growth, all of those things that you don't even think about. That's what's going on within the first two layers of this onion, the brainstem and the midbrain. <clears throat> now, it's also worth mentioning that in the brainstem is where our fight, flight or freeze responses, our, our safety mechanism. It's responsible for keeping us alive and it still has a very valid job to do. However, in modern day, uh, the, the modern day world, um, there's really not that much that's that's of threat to us. So we, we tend to blow things out, out of proportion a little bit. And that's where we get stress and anxiety from. So it comes from the need to feel safe. And it's also where procrastination comes from. Anyway, I digress. <clears throat> um, so those are the first two layers. The midbrain, sorry, the brain stem and the midbrain. The next layer is the limbic part of the brain. Now the limbic is responsible for feelings and emotions. Now, I want you to remember that because this is important. Then the final layer is the frontal cortex. The frontal cortex is where we give meaning to everything. It's where we make our rational decisions. It's where we uh, plan and strategize, where we make sense of the world. Now, the, the way that the information flows through our brain is it comes up the backbone, in through the brain stem, and it does a quick check. Are we safe? Generally, we are. So it moves on through. It doesn't really pay much attention in the midbrain because the midbrain is busy doing everything else that we need to, to do. And then it gets to the limbic part of the brain. Now, the limbic part of the brain is, remember, where the feelings and emotions are. So it becomes emotionally charged. Then it arrives in the frontal cortex. And it's only there that we give a meaning to that emotionally charged experience, that emotionally charged stirring that happens within us and 
what we do is we recognize the, the, the charge and we, we give it a label, we give it a name, we give it a meaning, whether that be joy, whether that be happiness, whether that be anger, frustration, um, confusion, misunderstanding, lethargicism. Uh, I don't even know if that's a word. Feeling lethargic. <laughs> if it isn't a word, it's just been made. But, you know, it's only when it hits our frontal cortex that we give it meaning. Now, when I understood this about emotions, it really changed the whole game for me. Because then I was able to recognize that, hey, really, I'm not in charge of emotion because it just kind of happens. It just stirs up. It bubbles up with inside of me. It's a it's a chemical response to something that I've experienced or witnessed, seen, heard, felt. Um, and then that chemical experience is then hits the frontal cortex and it's only then that I give it a meaning. Now, human beings are meaning making machines. Let's not let's not, you know, underestimate the the scale of which we give meaning to everything. For example, you might have been walking down the road one day and you saw a friend on the other side of the road and you decided to give them a quick wave. That friend, for whatever reason, doesn't respond. Now, there's a whole myriad of different reasons that might have happened. That person might have been looking in a shop window. They might have been thinking about something else. They might have been dolly daydreaming. They might have been looking at somebody walking towards them and not notice this other person on the other side of the road waving. However, our response is, oh, that person didn't wave back. Now, the choice of, of meaning that we can give to that is phenomenal. We could go from one extreme to the other. We might go, oh, yeah, I know that I've been on the other side of the road and people have said to me that they've waved at me and I've, I've not recognized them. And you go, OK, so that's acceptance. Or you might go, oh, oh, that person doesn't like me anymore. And you feel inferior. You feel that something is wrong with you. So this is the meaning that you give it. Or you might go, how rude of them. You know, So it then becomes their fault. So that's the meaning that you give it. So what we can start to recognize here is that when we have this this stirring, this bubbling of um, chemicals within our brain, that is what we call an emotion. It only becomes a feeling when we give it a meaning. Now, like I say, we can give it any meaning we want. And if I come back to the sushi train of thoughts, that's where we can then start to recognize of which which thought do I really want to, which meaning do I really want to give to this thought? You know, what's going to serve me best? And how's that going to impact the rest of my day? So what we start to see is that we we have a, a, a thought, which really is a feeling. But until we actually give it in a, a meaning, it doesn't mean anything. It's just a chemical equation. So if you take nothing else away from this, this podcast, it would be that emotions we have no control over until we give it some language until we put some words around it until we give it some meaning now i'm not sure if i've mentioned this before but language is extremely important and if we can't language something we can't experience it and the way that i often share this is i just want you to think of the word hot okay what does hot mean you're very clear in your mind what hot means as soon as i say the word hot you're like oh yeah yeah i know what that means i can experience that i've felt hot before or yes i can language it now remove the word from your vocabulary completely take it 
rip it up into a million pieces and throw it in a bin. It does not exist anymore. Now, the sensation that you have that you associate with being hot, how would you describe it? Just think about that for a moment. How would you describe the sensation of hot if you can't use the word hot? Now, I've shared this with, I don't know, thousands of people, and nobody has yet come up with a good word to replace hot because some people say scolding some people say boiling some people say extreme but all of those words they don't cover hot it's not the same it's almost the same same but different but it's not hot so this is where we need to be able to have a good language around things and again if we can bring curiosity and wonderment and 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 start to explore perhaps how a feeling is that's where we can start to bring a myriad of choice, a sushi train of thoughts. And then we can start to choose which meaning is going to serve us best, which meaning is going to set us up for the rest of the day. And we can start to think about that person. If we go back to the person on the other side of the road and just go, maybe they're busy. Maybe something's going on. Maybe they just didn't see me. That's cool. That's perfectly cool. It's not all about me. It's about connection. So that's fine. When I see them next time, I'll, I'll, I'll make a point of saying, hey, are you okay? Because you looked a million miles away. You might might not have seen me, but I just want to check in. Yeah, that's a much better thought than, huh, what's wrong with that grumpy person? Why aren't they, why aren't they acknowledging me? You know, don't they see me over here? Oh, maybe I'm not important enough. And then you start to have all of these feelings. And then those feelings create more feelings. So you, you, you might feel insignificant. So you start to play the small game. So you're like, well, if nobody thinks I'm important, I'll just shut up. So you played a small game in your relationships and then you notice that people aren't paying you any attention. Well, of course, they're not paying any attention because you're being quiet because you're playing a small game. But then that gets amplified and you think, oh, nobody likes me. There must be something wrong with me. Then you start searching for the evidence that there's something wrong with you. And so it goes on. So what I wanted to unpack with you today is emotions, just a little bit around them and and how they happen, because if we can understand that process that it goes through our brainstem, then it goes through the midbrain and then it hits the limbic part of the brain, which is where feelings and emotions are created. And then, and this happens in a milli, 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 millisecond, and then it hits our frontal cortex. And because we're meaning making machines, we want to give meaning to everything and we want to do it straight away. We want to do it just like that. But we can delay that. And we can start to look at our our thoughts, the meanings that we could give. And that's where the sushi train comes in. So I just wanted to sort of extend a little bit from last week's podcast into this one. So I'm hoping this is making sense to you. And if it's not, please reach out because there's many different ways that I can I can share and explain this. Um, but this one seems to, to work really well in my workshops and with my clients, um, you know, whether I'm working with teams in, in workplaces or doing a, a workshop for 50 people or whether I'm just working one on one. This this way of explaining it really does resonate. So. I hope it makes sense. And if it doesn't, please reach out and, you know, let's connect and let's have a chat and see if I can deliver it in a different context for you.
And if it is making sense and you think these are really good and you think it warrants a five star review, then please go on and leave me a five star review on whatever platform it is that you are listening upon. Because um, my techie people, they tell me that the, the more reviews and ratings that I get, the more that the podcast gets spread. And the whole concept of this podcast is to be able to share with as many people so that they can have the insights so that they too can have a wonderful life on their own terms for whatever that may mean for them. But the only way that we can do this is by understanding what's going on within us. So, you know, if you give me a five-star review, it's not that I'm, you know, yes, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel significant, but it's more about being able to spread the word and get it out amongst other people. So if you could do that, I would be extremely grateful and also share it. You know, hit the share button. I, I share this podcast weekly on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, uh, LinkedIn. <laughs> so if you're seeing it there and you're listening via that, hit the share button and say, hey, friends, have a listen to this. It's interesting. And if you think it's a load of rubbish, again, let me know. Give me the feedback, because if you think it's rubbish that I'm doing something wrong and it means that I've got an opportunity to grow, learn, develop and become better at it. So. I hope you can you found use from this and that it's of value to you. And wherever you are in the world, whatever it is that you're doing, I hope that you have a great day, a great evening, a great morning, a great weekend. And I look forward to seeing you again in the next episode, episode 15 of The Inner Work, the podcast. Until then, take care. Toodaloo. Thank you for joining me and taking the time to listen to this episode of The Inner Work, the podcast. I trust you found this enjoyable, interesting and thought-provoking. The next step is to bring your conscious awareness to this new perspective and way of thinking and then apply it to your day-to-day life. As you listen to more Inner Work podcasts and apply them, you will notice subtle yet powerful things changing in your life. If you're already noticing this, I would really encourage you to share these podcasts with your friends and family so that they too may start the journey of the inner work. Please subscribe to these podcasts so that you don't miss out on the next episodes. And whatever platform you're listening to them on, please either leave a review or pop onto my Facebook page, I Am Enough Coaching, and share your experiences. Until the next episode, wherever you are in the world, take care and keep doing the inner work. Toodaloo!